Welcome to the latest episode of NXT Talk, the show where we chat about all things NXT. Whether you be leveling up or you're stateside, we've got you covered. However, this week, it is no we, it is just me, it is just I, it's Boris. And I am uh, doing a solo show this week as Matt takes a couple weeks off to, um, you know, do his own thing, you know, regenerate, get Get you know get get that battery up and charged again, um, and really focus on real life stuff. So, uh, Matt, uh, you know, can't wait to have you back on NXT Talk because this is where it all started. This is where the uh, the long winding road began between you and I. But uh, take care. So tonight I'm gonna do a solo show, and the reason I'm the reason why I'm doing a solo show is mainly because of time. Right, like I want to get the show out. Preferably Tuesday night, um, and and to be honest, I'm I'm super swamped. Also, over the next few weeks, up till I think mid December, closer to the end of December, I will be uh, actually doing the the NXT report for Slam Wrestling. Uh, so you know, all my notes will be ready. I'll be charged, uh, so you can check out my reports, including tonight's, over at SlamWrestling.net. So yeah, so each and every week, I'm gonna. Th- I think I'm gonna have a different uh, guest or somebody helping me with the show. You might get a few solo shows depending on schedules, uh, but you know that's how we're gonna be doing NXT talk over the next few weeks until Matt's uh, all ready to come back and we can get back to regular programming. Uh, so that's that. So this week, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday night, and I honestly feel like it is Thursday leading into Friday. Like I am exhausted. The past few weeks have been or the past few days, honestly, they felt like weeks, uh but they've just been absolutely crazy. You know, real life work has been insane. Um I know I've said it a couple times, but you know, like I'm in technical sales essentially, and typically the summer it used to be, you know, a lull. But this year and even a bit last year, things have just been busier in the summer and they keep getting busy and busy and busy. As the company that I work for expands and gets bigger, you know, things are, you know, there's more responsibility. You know, I think that we do things a little more formally. There's more process involved. So we're in that like that transition to a medium sized company, which is a huge transition when, you know, you don't have process. You don't really have, um, you know, ways of doing things and everyone kind of does stuff willy nilly. And, you know, there's no centralized place of 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 documenting things. Uh, So it's a lot of change, you know, and, and I recently got promoted. So. There's a lot of work falling on me in terms of just setting up the new team, uh, doing paperwork and, 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 you know, reporting to upper management uh, since, you know, we added like a layer of middle management. But that middle layer was super necessary. Anyways, enough of the boring stuff in terms of stuff that I've been actually watching so there's no baseball until Friday. So I got nothing to really do in terms of in terms of sports. Uh, there's no there's no Champions League this week, so that's kind of boring. Uh, so on Sunday, the third and final special of the Thirteenth Doctor, Jody Whittaker's Doctor, Doctor Who. Let's let's nerd out for a couple seconds. So I watched the special this past Sunday um, overnight before Bam was going to talk about it on Bam, but you know the schedule on Bam was already really tight, and I don't like having episodes of Bam go over ninety minutes. Sometimes they do, but, you know, we typically try to keep it at 90 minutes. Uh, Anyways, so let's talk some 
some Doctor Who special, The Power of the Doctor. Really well done. Not going to give too many spoilers, um, or any spoilers, I should say. And I know that some listeners have listened or watched that show uh, because uh, some people have messaged me knowing that I'm the all-out geek uh, watching even Doctor Who and stuff like that. But it was a very fun episode. Love getting back into the uh, the Doctor world, and this episode was just crazy. Like, I think every... There, there was just so much going on from the day from the Daleks to to, you know, the, the chosen ones. And it was just so much going on. It was so much fun. And I think a lot of people already know, but there was a regeneration at the end. I'm not going to say who it was, even though I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, so that was that. That was really cool to watch. Um I already talked about Terrifier 2. Uh, that was that. But also, you know, I've been watching and finished watching over the weekend. Like I, I 100% just 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 blew through it, and that was the mole. It's on Netflix. I love the mole. Absolutely love the concept of this show. Um, it, it might be the shit disturber in me, but I just love the fact that you have someone who's like actively trying to to lose missions, get money out of the pot from you and the entire point of this show is that you have a group of people typically 12 and one of them is designated as the mole this mole is actually working to like i mentioned actively lose missions actively take money from the pot so at the end of every episode there's a quiz and you kind of have to deduct who the mole is based off of 20 questions I love this show. Like I said, I think it's the shit disturber in me that absolutely loves this shit. And I would love for one day to be the mole. Like, you have no idea. I've been watching this show. Well, you know, there's been many incarnations of this show here in North America. The first and my favorite was still, you know, with Anderson Cooper. He was the original host of the mole. And that was great. Then they did some seasons of Celebrity Mole once Anderson Cooper moved on. That was mad. But the Netflix iteration of it. So well done. Again, it's not network TV, so you know you can have your episodes however long you want. There's swearing. It feels more authentic, more realistic. The budget is higher, so the games are cooler. Really well done. Absolutely loved it. Uh, so that's kind of like you know what I've been watching on the side. And then I also noticed that uh, the Netflix has that anthology horror show coming out, or actually the first couple episodes are already out, um, and every little bit there are a few episodes coming out, uh, so I'm actually really looking forward to that. It's called Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, really looking forward to that. One of my friends, actually, uh, she, was, she starred in an episode of the boys hilarious role that she played um essentially in the boys there was a a a porn featuring the superheroes and my friend was the woman involved in that so it's like well that that this is a very interesting light and angle that i'm seeing my friend in uh but um yeah that was it's interesting so super happy be for Chloe uh you know I've seen her literally like take community theater jobs and you know getting these opportunities it's really cool to see so I don't know what episode she's on but I know that it's coming out so that's on Netflix it's called Cabinet of Curiosities and I'm really looking forward to that um 
I don't know why I'm saying um and uh so much. It's I think it's I'm not used to recording first off this wide awake and second off by myself. Uh, so, you know, bear with me and I do apologize. So, you know, you're not here to listen to just me chat away, ramble away alone. So let's just get straight into NXT. We're coming off of Halloween Havoc. And again, go ahead and listen to our to Matt and I's Halloween Havoc aftercast. That is a podcast after the fact our aftercast um so have a have a listen overall i like the show right i would say thumbs in the middle kind of pointing up to the top but if you're gonna force me to give a direct answer i would say thumbs in the middle amazing opener which was the ladder match for the north american title amazing closer which was a triple threat um match for the nxt title and then you know everything in the middle was kind of hit or miss and your mileage may vary depending on what you liked so we're coming off of that and i have to say that i really wish and and something i've noticed about nxt is that they do a great job of having a you know that that first show after the paper uh pay-per-view premium live event whatever you want to call it to, for it to be strong, there's always something that gets you to watch that show, even though those are typically the shows where people are going to probably be watching the most. But this week, it was Tag Team Title Tuesday. That was the whole marketing around the show. So you had both the men's and the women's tag team titles up for grabs, and they were also really teasing you know, the schism, getting a new member and I know that there were some rumors making making the rounds earlier today, and uh, I, you know, personally, I saw that, but I still doubted those rumors. So I was generally shocked when the reveal happened, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, you know, in regards to you know this episode, I feel like the first match, which was the women's tag team title match, I felt like that match should have been on Halloween Havoc. Let me know what you think. I feel like that match was great. Now, it may some people may consider it overbooked. Some people may, you know, say that you know it wasn't necessary, but it was a fun match. And holy crap, are there some close calls? So let's just dive right into the show. Um, you know, NXT TV, October twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, on the USA Network. The show opens up with highlights from Halloween Havoc. Um, the final image showed Braun Breaker holding the NXT title over his head in glory in victory. Vic Joseph and Booker T were on commenta- commentary, and the show starts off right away in the ring with both. Uh, teams in the ring, ready to go at it and ready for the intros. So Alicia Taylor gets the call and does the formal in-ring announcements for the first match, which was Caden Carter and Katana Chance, your champions, versus Zoe Stark and Akita Lyons, your challengers for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. You know, this match was fun. Like I said, I really wish this match was on the premium live event, but it also had its moment to shine here on NXT TV. So, you know, it's 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 tit for tat. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure what is better, but from my personal point of view, I think it would have been better off on the premium live event. So Lions and Carter start the match back and forth, essentially a stalemate. Stark tags in, takes down Carter with a lariat, early two count. Um, the match is back and forth, and really, 
The match is built around this story. Hear me out. You have Caden Carter and Katana Chance, who have been a tag team for us for years. Best friends. You know, we, we, we saw the video package a few weeks ago. They're best friends, you know, and, and they're loving what they're doing and living their life right now out of 10. On the flip side, you had Zoe Stark and Nikita Lions, both super talented individually, but they're a relatively new team and relatively new friends. So you had that compare and contrast yin and yang to this match. On top of that, you know, you have Kanan Carter and especially Katana Chance, who are more speed-based Pokemons, and as my friend Matt would say. And on the flip side, you had Zoe Stark and Nikita Lions, who are, you know, strong women who can kick anyone's ass. So it was that power and strength versus speed and agility, you know, best friends versus new friends. What is going to win? I love this dynamic. And like I said, this match consisted of Stark and Lions using their strength to their advantage. It also consisted of Carter and Chance using their speed and agility to their advantage. Um, so at one point, Carter gets tagged in. Lions caught a kick, put Carter in a put Carter in a reverse ankle lock. Carter then distracted Lions with a butt shake taunt. Chance tags in, got a victory roll for a two count. Um, Stark and Lions uh, cat catches both of their opponents off plancha attempts. Uh, Lions and Stark body slam their opponents as we go into the first picture in picture of the show. Jumping back as we get back to uh, the show after commercial, um, uh, you know, again, more back and forth. Stark tags in and hit Chance with a snake eyes and a half and half suplex. Chance reverses the GTS um, into a roll up for a very close two count on Stark. Uh, both women are up. Chance then gets a blind tag to Carter. No one saw this. Chance goes for a standing kick, misses Stark. Stark reverses this into a roll-up for the one, for the two, for the three. Your winners and new NXT Women Tag Team Champions, Zoe Stark and Nikita Lions. But are they? But are they? Katana Chance is complaining to the referee that she wasn't even the legal person. They were both saying that there was a tag in place uh a second referee comes in and i gotta say this the crowd is going wild for for lions and stark absolutely wild when the second referee came in you knew that something was up this original referee or the referee in charge of the match got super heat oh my god there was so much heat around him so they made the call and the call is this alicia taylor goes on the mic and says that because of a tag that no one saw, a blind tag, the match must restart right now. So it's round two, Kaden Carter and Katana Chance versus Zoe Stark and Akita Lions for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. This was awesome. Chance hits Stark with a top rope Spanish fly, and holy crap, was this such a near fall, such a close pin. So good. Like, I, I don't know how you can make it closer. This episode of NXT TV had so many close pins, you know, and, and it really left you kind of like at the at the edge of your seat. So well done. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, so, so, yeah. Stark gets up, 
Carter tags in. She eats a German suplex from Stark. Lions then tags in. Knocks Chance off the apron. Lions hits Carter with a tornado kick and her patented leg drop pin. Uh, Chance flies in. Breaks up the pin. Carter kicked Lions with a kick combination. Chance and Carter then hit Lions with the 450 backbreaker finisher to give Chance the official win. Uh, the match overall went about 13 minutes. And your winners and still NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. This match was fun. Speed versus power matchup. We got dusty finishes, match resets. Yeah, it can be a little contrived. It can be a little too much. But I feel like it worked here because all four women, both teams looked great in defeat and victory all at the same time. It worked for me. I'm kind of happy, though. And I, I did fully expect Lions and Stark to win the belts. But I'm kind of happy that Chance and Carter kept them. I don't know why. I, I feel like there's a lot of story to tell with those two. And I believe... That based on a rematch clause that will be announced in a little bit, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, I have a feeling that we're going to see more with Stark and Lions moving forward. So that's that. Yeah. Of note, Stark got the win. I personally thought that Stark was going to eat the pin. But no, it was Nikita Lions that ate the pin in this match. I believe that this was her first pinfall. Loss. So there you go. That's something. That's something to talk about. That's something to debate. That's something to notice. Uh, so let's see what happens there. All right, we get an Ilya Dragunov promo where he talks about wearing, uh, waiting three months to get his title back after being put on the shelf. Uh, he talked about how he had the visual pinfall on Breaker and JD McDonough cost him the win. He called JD a cancer and said that's why he got rid of him from NXT UK. He said the czar is going to get rid of JD again once and for all. Um, and it was made official that the main event of this show would be Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. We see Wesley heading to the ring with his newly won North American Championship. All right. Back from commercial, we see uh, Dijak... T-Bar, get his promo, burning of the old Bane mask. He said this time it's about retribution. He said it's not about retribution, but justice. Really liking these. Really liking these promos. All right. Back in the Performance Center ringside, Alicia Taylor introduces your new North American champion, Wesley. Lee comes out. Uh... Vic Joseph did note that Lee was coming out to speak his mind after the toughest 11 months of his life, obviously, and not to my surprise, and should be to no one's surprise, as soon as he gets in the ring, grabs the mic, the Nextras, the NXT, the NXT faithful chant, you deserve it, um, really making him emotional. He thanked the crowd for cheering. He said he never thought he'd be in WWE, much less be a champion and a singles champion. He said everyone's faith motivated him, especially when he was lost in the dark. He said winning the title gave him that validation that he's been searching for his entire life. He said he feels like he belongs and is loved for what he does. He said he's grateful for the fans giving him that. Lee said the you deserve a chance really hit him, especially when he doesn't think he deserves the love. The crowd then chanted, yes, you do, back at him. 
The promo was cut off by Grayson Waller making his entrance. The crowd starts yelling and booing at Waller. Waller grabs a mic and he talks about how Halloween is stupid and it's such a made-up holiday. Lee talked about Waller losing. Waller complained how he actually won when the first casket was there because he put Cruz through that. Waller talked about how he still thinks he has more wins over Apollo Cruz. This is when Raw wrestler R-Truth makes his entrance, did the whole what's up rap. He was wearing Joker-themed attire. Truth tells, told, tells the fans to make some noise. He said, what's up? Um, his, you know, Truth welcomed viewers to Halloween Havoc. Waller cuts off Truth to tell Truth that he's several days late, several days removed from Halloween Havoc. Truth said that Waller is cool with that fake British accent. A British accent chant starts, sure. Truth said that Waller should be excited for Halloween Havoc in a British accent. Waller then said that he's Australian, goddammit. Waller told Truth that Halloween Havoc already happened three days ago. Truth said that Waller is trying to okey-doke him. Lee said it did happen a few days ago. Truth then looks at, at uh, Lee. He congratulated Lee for winning his title. He then asked Waller, how did you, how did you do, mate? Lee informed Truth of Waller losing to Cruz. Truth said Cruz is nice, though. Waller talked about how he got rolled in a casket by Cruz. Truth thought Waller meant rolling a joint. Waller challenged Truth to a match next week. Waller tried to get a cheap shot in on Truth, but um, Truth dodged. He then got swarmed by punches between Truth and Lee. They dumped Waller outside of the ring. Truth said he'd see Waller next week. Overall, pretty fun, pretty fun promo. It, it was a little long, a little meh at times, but, you know, it worked. I'm really enjoying having the main roster uh, wrestlers come. Gives them something to do. Gives credibility to NXT. Gives the NXT wrestlers a good chance to learn from the main roster wrestlers. So, overall, it's a win-win-win. I feel like they're being used properly right now. And, you know, it's, it's nothing helps us minor ratings boost. I know our truth isn't going to bring in huge ratings, but it's still fun to see. So that was that. Idris Anofi and Malik Blade were warming up backstage. Blade said he's nervous at the biggest match of their careers. Anofi said it's their night. Anofi tried to hype up Blade by quoting Eminem's Lose Yourself. They fired each other up. They're ready. Back in the ring, the super diva Quincy Elliott introduced Shotzi, who made her entrance in her original small toy tank. After this, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, interviews Apollo Crews in the back. He gloats about beating Grayson Waller and how Waller has to deal with the truth, with truth now. Crews said his latest vision is that he's going to win He's sorry. He's going for the NXT title. He said that that was his original mission for coming back to NXT. And he said he's interested to see what Braun Breaker says next week about that. Back in the ring, Lash Legend comes out. And it's time for the second match of the night. Shotzi versus Lash Legend. This match was pretty quick. Uh, you know, I got to say, 
Todd Sargent is looking better and better each and every week, so that's a huge push. And like I just mentioned about having that uh, you know main roster rub with some of these NXT rookies, um, you know this is a perfect example of that. I think Lash looked great in this match, even though she lost. She woman handled Shotzi around the ring for the most part. Um, you know, at one point, you know she she she's throwing her around. Uh, Shotzi tried to get a, some offense in she gets knocked off the apron after going for a boot uh quincy went to see if shotzi was okay quincy was then confronted by lash quincy gave lash a slow booty drop dance move back in the ring lash gave shotzi a body slam lash puts shotzi in a stretch muffler but shotzi blocked it with her just her raw strength uh shotzi then shoved lash away Lash put Shotzi back on the top rope, but was slapped away. Uh, Shotzi hits Lash with the never wake up, her leg trap DDT for the win in about three minutes, 45 seconds. So that was a quick match. But like I said, Lash Legend looked pretty damn good. Okay, I shouldn't say pretty damn good, but she's improving. Uh, so, you know, the, the these matches with main roster wrestlers are working, even though they're, they're short, right? But it's something in the back. Uh, you know, Brutus Creed, Julius Creed, and Ivy Nala were psyching each other up. Vic Joseph noted that Brutus is going to have five minutes in the ring alone with Damon Kemp. Back after commercial, the Creed brothers make their entrance. Julius takes the mic, showed people his busted up hand from Kemp slamming the door on him several times. He said that pain is nothing compared to the pain he would have felt if Brutus lost his career. Julius talked about how he comes as advertised and he writes his sentences. He said it was time for Brutus to provide the final punctuation. Brutus talked in his natural voice and said thank you to Julius and how he loves him. He then went into his, his intense brute-ish voice, said he's, the, he's there to finish what Kemp started. Damon Kemp appears on the Tron. He said he's not medically cleared to wrestle tonight, but Brutus is going to get his five minutes of hell sometime later. Brutus said every day he has to wait will make Kemp's eventual pain worse and worse and worse. The Creeds began, and then they did the whole, you know, Diamond Minus Forever. As their theme is playing, they're leaving the ring, and they were attacked by none other than Sangha and Veer Mahan. Sangha was a little reluctant during this attack, but Veer was 100% intense. Veer gave Julius a lariat. Veer made Sangha give Brutus an Uranagi. The Creed brothers were left lying as Veer and Sangha walked up the ramp in their fancy suits. Ivy now comes out yelling, why, at them as she goes to check on the Creeds. So, this was cool, I guess. Uh, you know, if Damon Kemp gets a match with Brutus, I think that match will be fun. But let's mainly talk, and, and, and whatever, that's that. Let's talk about Veer and Sangha. I noticed on the Facebook group that a lot of people were, you know, really liking Sangha. Sangha, you know, Matt and I have constantly talked about how Sangha is a big guy that can work, is a big guy that can talk, is a big guy with actual personality, and him and his face was just working. So personally, having him and Veer, number one, together, I see as a step back. Also, 
Having them as heels, major step back. Having said all that, I am willing to see where this goes because I do think that Sangha can make anything work. And I'm kind of liking the whole reluctant partner thing where he's not 100% wanting to do stuff, but for some reason he continues to listen to Veer. So let's see where this goes. Let's see where they go with this. All right, in the back, Kit Wilson and Elton Prince were hyping each other up. They talked about how Anofi and Blade can't lace up pretty deadly's beautiful heels. And then they did their usual side play check to end their promo. All right, Gigi Dolan was having a FaceTime meeting with Mandy Rose. Gigi was poolside while Rose was in a car. They didn't know where JC Jane was. They called her and she was at the gym. Gigi joked that Jane was buffing up to fight some zombies. Rose talked about how they beat Alba Fire. All three women were gloating. And then Rose announced that next week we're going to have a celebration to celebrate her one-year title reign. There you go, Pop Kapoor. Bob Kapoor, you, you got something. You got something to look forward to for next week. All right. It's time for the second tag team title match this time it's pretty deadly's kit wilson and elton prince versus idris Sanofi and malik blade for the nxt tag team championships all right so this match you know I, I i didn't know what to expect from this match i'm a huge mark for pretty deadly i've loved them since nxt uk you know matt and i have talked about them of you know pretty deadly reminding us of edge and christian you know that they're just good characters funny characters you know I've also said that this is what Breezango should have been, you know, and they're great in the ring. So this match was fun. And, and on the flip side, Inofi and Blade, they are what they are. I don't know. Like, they, they're they good, but I just can't, I, I can't see them as champs. Let me know what you think. All right. So right off the bat, Blade hits Wilson with a blockbuster. Inofi follows this up with an elbow drop. Very close to fall in the first minute of this match, but Elton Prince um, breaks up the, ta- the 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 pin. Wilson then holds the leg of Blade to allow Prince to get a lariat in. Some back and forth happens. Uh, Blade tags in in a little bit and gave uh, Prince an axe handle to the arm. Prince came back with a sidewalk slam for another two count. Pretty deadly put the boots to Blade. Blade slid away and led them into a crossbody from Anofi. Anofi and Blade dumped Pretty Deadly to ringside as he went into another picture-in-picture. Back from the ring, apparently Pretty Deadly controlled most of the picture-in-picture break. Wilson ended up eating a suplex from Anofi, though. Uh, At ringside, Prince managed to tag in, knock Blade off the apron. Anofi hit Prince with a jawbreaker. A little bit after, Blade hit Pretty Deadly with a flip dive over the ring post. Uh, which looked amazing. Blade got a two count on Prince after a splash. We got a bunch of holy shit chants. Uh, they were all censored. Um, so that was another thing that had to happen. Uh, Prince then got a two count off a roll up. Uh, Wilson hit Blade with an assisted gut buster for a two count. Blade and Wilson traded right hands from their knees and feet. Blade flipped to tag Inofi. They hit Wilson with a cutter uh, pay dirt combo to give Inofi another two count. Wilson hit Inofi with a donkey kick. Inofi fell into a knee and pin for a two count on Wilson. Prince then yanked Inofi to ringside. Blade reversed spilled milk into a roll-up for a very, very close near fall. Probably just as close of a near fall from the Spanish fly uh, from the first match. 
pretty deadly, then recovered. They hit Blade with spilled milk, and that was that. 12 minutes, 30 seconds, pretty deadly, retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Great match. Pretty deadly, in my opinion, they continue to shine. They're old school heels. They shine as old school heels with that new school feel. Good in ring. And then I gotta say, Blade and Nofi looked pretty good in defeat. They for sure gained from this loss. This wasn't a bearing. I love when people just assume that because you lose a match, you're buried. I honestly think that Blade and Nofi looked pretty good. They got very close pins, and Pretty Deadly's just overall, you know, healness took over, and and um, you know that's how they got the win. All right. So JD McDonough was cutting a promo in a dark room with uh, red lights pointing right at him jd said that Ilya is like a disease to him always spreading jd said he likes the title of necessary evil because that's the role that he essentially played at halloween havoc jd talked about how he wants to draw pain from Ilya. he said Ilya will be damaged beyond repair and he's going to regret the day he ever came to nxt the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, interviews a very sad Zoe Stark. She said the titles were taken from her and she had it in her hands. Nikita Lyons shows up stage left. She apologizes for losing. Stark kind of fired herself up, saying that they need to keep their heads up when they get their eventual rematch. Not bad. Sets up the match. And like I said earlier, I'm expecting Carter and Chance to uh, to retain. And I'm kind of hoping that something happens with Stark and Lions. It sets up a program between the two because I think that would be a lot of fun. Schism. Joe, Joe Gacy, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler come out along with their unnamed masked pledge. Their, the masked person was wearing high-heeled boots. Gacy cut one of his usual inclusive promos. The three followers were standing on a pedestal. Gacy said their mission statement is to remove your mask and join them or else get torn down. Gacy was essentially saying that unity is what makes schism strong. While other people are selfish, their unity only makes them strong and makes them better than everyone else. All right. Fowler. Uh, talked about NXT being selfish with greed. He talked about the greater good and all that fun stuff as he unmasked and pledged his allegiance to schism. Jagger Reed is next. He takes off his mask. He continues the promo, um, you know, and he's essentially saying that everyone is selfish. We're not, and we're united for this uh, mission. Gacy continued to talk his usual stuff. He then ordered the last person to take off the mask. The person uh, was talking about how Schism gave her a home and the family she needed. She takes off the mask, and it was revealed that it was Simone Johnson, the daughter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is now known as Ava Rain. That's who this was the entire time. Gacy said Schism is four roots, one tree as everyone hugs so yeah another creepy gimmick happening um schism you know even adding uh ava rain i'm not sure how i feel about them i gotta say that i am enjoying the promos a little more i'm gonna 
give them time again. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Schism another chance, everyone. One more chance. This is it. Schism has one more chance with me, and we'll see where this goes. Uh, you know, they've they're completely dropped their HR gimmick. They're now into the evil. Uh, and all, you know, let, let's put a pin on this because there's one more thing in NXT that I want to talk about after this. All right. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, is entering Sol Roca. Uh, she's facing Indy Hartwell soon. She compares wrestling to surfing. Indy Hartwell cuts in and said that tricks are nice, but it's all about winning. Short, simple, to the point. Indy Hartwell absolutely needs this win. So badly. So badly. Okay, back from commercial. We cut to a recording of someone calling the WWE Performance Center from uh, their front desk. This person said, sounded like Soundwave from the Transformers. A lot of rhetoric about darkness and stuff. The person was using a voice filter and they said they are ripping NXT apart. They ended the promo by saying their name was Scripps. Scripps. So this is another creepy promo happening. What do you think? Do you think we're getting too much? Uh, you know, they, they encouraged this Scripps person, encouraged everyone to let go of their pain and vowed to rip NXT apart. They said their name was Scripps. So we have the Wyatt Six, or Bray Wyatt, whatever that's going to be. We have Schism. Now we have this Scripps thing. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, I think there's a lot of... Uh, mystery vignettes, which is fine, but I'm hoping that this Scripps person isn't another dark and creepy gimmick. I'm hoping that this is something else, and I hope that these this creepy stuff is only for their uh, um, vignettes. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I think we're getting into the too too much creepy stuff. Let's take a step back. You know, let's just stop that. Little tranquilo with the creepy. Indy Hartwell versus Sol Roca. If you blink, you honestly could have missed this match. It was a super squash and in the right, best way humanly possible. Indy Hartwell had control through the match. She hit a few slams on Roca. Roca got some quick offense. She scoop slammed Hartwell, got a two count. But Hartwell quickly came back and hit a series of clotheslines uh, as she gave Roca a northern forearm for the quick win. Indy Hartwell is your winner. Thank God. Look, I like Indy Hartwell. But I feel like any time Indy Hartwell has gained momentum, you know, it's one of those two steps forward, ten steps back uh, type of situations with Indy Hartwell's career here in NXT. Let's build her up. Let's give her a legit shot. I really want to see her built up. If you're not going to send her to the main roster, let's build her up. All right. So Indy gets the win. But after the match, Electra Lopez comes back, attacks both women, um, leaving both women lying on the floor. Electra gave Rucka a blue thunder bomb. Then she yells at, uh, she yells that La Madrina is back and coming for each and every one of you. So she clearly put the entire NXT women's division on notice. I really enjoyed that. All right, we go to a Chase U skit. Bodie Hayward was missing. Duke Hudson said he wasn't sure where Hayward was. Chase said that Hayward was supposed to give his report on WWE holiday traditions, including Survivor Series. Hudson was in Hayward's seat. 
uh, he was kind of reluctant to take notes, which pissed off Chase. Uh, Andre Chase, he berated him, swore at him, yelled at him. Hudson apologized. Everything was cool, uh, but then Hudson stole a pen from a classmate to end the skit. I thought this was fun. You know, I wonder where they're going with this. I think we're getting the jealous Boydie, um, Boydie, the jealous Bodie Hayward thing happening here, uh, where Duke Hudson is going to somehow scheme his way into the hearts of all of Chase to you, uh, and Bodie Hayward's going to get angry. So let's see where this goes. It's time for the main event. Ilya Dragunov makes his entrance. Uh, we get a promo for NXT deadline on December 10th. Cut to a Roxanne Perez sit-down promo. She said she didn't like the person that she was forced to become at Halloween Havoc. She said it was two best friends destroying each other. Perez was not sorry, though. She claimed that Cora Jade is afraid of Perez's potential. Perez then said that she may have lost a friend, but she found new belief in herself. She ended the promo by saying she will stay true to who she is and why she's there. Excellent sit-down promo. Loving this. Every week, Roxanne Perez is getting better, both on the mic with promos pre-taped or live. And obviously, her in-ring is superb. This woman has so much potential. Really excited to see what's in store for Roxanne Perez, not only in NXT, but moving forward on the main roster. Cut to the most dangerous place in all of NXT and all of wrestling, and that is the NXT parking lot. As we see Idris and Ophi and Malik Blade, they're leaving the Performance Center completely sad and upset about losing their title shot. Odyssey Jones is back, and he pulls up in a pickup truck with women literally hanging out of the windows. Elliot invited them to partay, and Ophi was content to just jump in, but Blade was a little hesitant but he eventually gave in and literally jumped into the truck. Vic Joseph then runs down some segments for next week. Mandy Rose has her one-year title reign celebration. Braun Breaker is back, and he responds to Apollo Crews. And then R-Truth versus Grayson Waller was officially announced. But this leads us to the main event, which was Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough in a grudge match. Regular match, but a grudge match. This is actually their first time facing each other on a one-on-one here in North America. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't seen their matches from NXT UK, you're in for a hell of a treat. So Dragunov just runs in, attacks JD. He hits a German suplex, but JD answers that with some chops to the chest of Ilya. Dragunov then tried to gain the advantage. He starts punching JD, turns things around, whips Dragunov to the ropes, um, uh, but the ropes you know, they're in the middle of the ring, so as he whips him to the ropes, he goes outside of the ring, lands right in front of the commentator, desk rib first. As soon as Dragunov landed, he had a hard time breathing. He was clearly injured. WWE trainers and medical staff flew to check up on him as we go to commercial. So nice little, nice way to start the match, right? It's it's Dragunov. The no quit attitude is is you as right before commercial. He you know you can tell that he wants to continue, but the medical staff is telling him you might want to sit this one out. So we go into commercial and there's intrigue. Will he or won't he continue? Back from commercial, Dragunov was eventually clear to continue, but he's visibly nowhere near 100%. JD then dominates the match. He puts the boot to the midsection of Dragunov, injuring the. Further injuring the already injured ribs. After a slew of attacks aimed at his ribs, Dragunov was able to come back with a bit of offense of his own. 
Dragunov hit JD with some punches and stiff moves, then went for a suplex. But the suplex was too much, and it was too much pressure for his ribs. His ribs stopped him from delivering the move. Both the men were down. Dragunov then charged them with a knee in the corner and a dive. But he was, again, visibly super injured at this point. Dragunov after goes for a, sun, a senton bomb, but JD blocked this with his knees, and the knees hit rib first on Dragunov. So he's now further injured, further hurt. Then the sick fuck JD McDonough continues to rip apart Ilya Dragunov, continues to break him because he wants to get rid of this of this virus. He wants to get rid of this disease that he called Dragunov. The two men are brawling on the top rope. Dragunov hits a superplex on JD. He followed this up with a basement farm. Dragunov just does not look right at this point. Uh, he was ready to hit a torpedo Moscow, but he collapsed from the rib injuries. Uh, JD then, um, you know, the, he gets up, but and he goes for a torpedo Moscow, but this time JD reverses it into a rear naked choke. He adjusts this into a reversed crossface. Beautiful camera angles, commentators going crazy. Dragunov's face was just going red and then blue, and then blood started coming out of his mouth. The referee kept checking on Dragunov. Uh, JD is yelling at Dragunov just to tap out. Dragunov eventually passes out. Referee puts a stop to the match. So your winner via rough step, ref step, ref stoppage. I almost said rough stoppage. That would have been interesting to see. But your winner via ref stoppage is J.D. McDonough. The match ends, but J.D. McDonough is not letting go of the crossface. Vic Joseph is calling him a son of a bitch, yelling at him to let go. Uh, J.D. McDonough eventually does let go. The medics come out to check on Ilya Dragunov. Uh, they set up a stretcher. J.D. just stares at Ilya with this like bastard half smirk on his face as a show closed excellent excellent main event i really like this there's a super psychological bout they gave jd mcdonough the win here i feel like he really needed it because Ilya was selling the hell out of the injured ribs uh you know the the tape that uh dragonov came out with really gave that early visual indication that he wasn't at 100 percent. you know the fact that Ilya dragonov didn't verbally give up and it was via a, the match was stopped via a ref stoppage. Puts again in a loss. Ilya Dragunov looks good. Love these endings. Uh, you know, Ilya's the super babyface at this point. Uh, so I really like this. And I think Ilya is at his best when he's that plucky warrior fighting from behind. He's the ultimate underdog. And I really like that role for Ilya Dragunov. And you know, this for me. What, what really elevated and sold the injury angle uh, was the fact that, you know, right before the Torpedo Moscow, uh, you know, Dragunov passes out and gets hurt. He stumbles, I should say, doesn't pass out. Um, he picked the right times to sell that rib injury majorly. And it, every time he did it, you're like, oh, man, is this it? Is this it? But he kept going, he kept going back for more. And then J.D. McDonough, got to give some credit to J.D. McDonough. He did a great job in this match. Again, being that sick fuck continuing to continuing to focus and aim all of his offense on his ribs. It's really good match. Love the psychology. Love the storytelling of this match. Um, this was really good. Really good match. 
If you haven't, if there's any match, I gotta say, three matches from this show are great. The two tag team title matches and this main event, fantastic. Really loved it. So overall, I think that this is a great reset show. We saw some character development as opposed to showcasing matches. You know, I feel like in NXT, sometimes we forget about character development um, or it's too cheesy, but this was really well done. Uh, you know, say what you want about the schism. I'm intrigued what they plan to do now with Ava Rain and part of the team. Like, it's kind of a weird type of introductory for her, in my opinion. But, you know, going thinking back about this, and, and I'm literally just thinking off the top of my head right now. What's interesting there is Ava Rain's choice of words, where she found family in schism. She was alone. You know, Joe Gacy kept talking about unifying, being together. So is Ava Rain's gimmick going to be like, my dad abandoned me and I was forced to grow up alone. So fuck you, everyone. You know, you, you guys gave everything to my dad and my dad gave everything to you, but he gave nothing to me. Is that what we're going to see with Ava Rain? I think that would be really cool. I think that would be really cool. Commentary. I don't know. I'm going to give it a little more time. I know a lot of people are starting to get really sick and tired of Booker, but I do see some glimpses of good in Booker from time to time. I think Booker kind of loses the plot and he just starts rambling a little bit. And that's when, you know, Vic Joseph tries to, uh, you know, get things back in gear. But Booker is off on his own. They start talking over each other and things get really bad. So I'm going to give it a little more time. But I think that, you know, the, the thing that's really holding NXT back right now is... Uh, the commentary but with that said overall it was a very strong episode of nxt tv um you know this is what we're gonna get and i you know it, we're on a we're on a positive trajectory right now which is all you can ask for from your developmental brand uh you know this is what i've been saying for a long time and let's see where we end up on the road to deadline december 10th so before we wrap the show up, just a couple SNME stuff to talk about. Uh, year end, best of, worst of 2022. That is coming at you. The panel is ready. All I need to do is review the categories, make sure that they're still relevant. And I'm going to be sending out the first ballot at the start of November. Just remember, you as a listener can get your voice heard if you are a patron either November and or December. All you need to do is be a patron on one month and you will get your voice heard in the best and the worst of 2022. It's usually the best and the funniest show of the year, especially the worst. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. And man, this 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 year is going to be a lot of fun because we saw some amazing things in wrestling and well, we saw some really shitty things in wrestling. Uh, so if you're not a patron, go to patreon.com slash SNME radio just for five bucks a month. You got one wrestling show each and every single day and you'll be able to take part in the best and the worst of 2022, which is, you know, it's a fun little thing. All right. So. That is that. And one last thing that I want to quickly talk about, uh, you know, and that's, um, you know, the free show for this week is going to be Rampage Ramble. So huge thanks to uh, Randy and Dark Side of the Elite for taking over this show, uh, giving me a little time to breathe. But we also have, you know, something important, uh, you know, so there's going to be a, a, 
a memorial show happening at the Battle Arts Academy. So if you're in the GTA, Mississauga especially, the Arthur Caulfield Memorial Show is going to be at Battle Arts Academy. That's at 4880 Tompkin Road, Mississauga, Ontario. Bell time, 7 p.m. Um, you know, it's going to be a hell of a show. Great local Ontario talent is being featured. And everything is going to a great cause to friend of the show, Brendan Caulfield. Uh, really, really looking forward to this. I will be attending November 5th at Don Kolov Arena. Arena, that's 4880. Tompkin Road, Mississauga. You can find tickets at eventbrite.com. It's going to be such a fun time. Uh, and, you know, anytime that, uh, you know, we can help out, I'm more than happy to. So you're going to be hearing uh, some interviews with talent from that show over the next few weeks. And we'll be chatting a little more about this uh, memorial show at 4880 Tompkin Road, Mississauga, Ontario. Eventbrite.ca for all your ticket needs. So that's the show. I'm playing a song that I've been that's been in my head because of a meme that I saw earlier. So without further ado, that's it. Stay tranquilo. I'll show you. 